that is more connected to growth. <laughs> and um, there's so many, and I want to talk about, you know, some of the journey that we've taken over the last several years, but um, there are so many things that, um, that I'm experiencing now that would have probably, I would have probably had a nervous breakdown five years ago. Um, there are things that all of us are experiencing now that we feel like it's stretching us to the point of breaking, but we're not breaking. And, you know, five or ten years from now, you'll probably be experiencing something and feeling the same way. But it'll be something, a load much heavier and much greater than what you're, what you're doing now. I know a lot of people that you blow on them and they fall over, you know? <laughs> And that's so frustrating, especially, you know, um, when you're, when you're mission-minded and you're trying to get things accomplished and, you know, and you say something uh, wrong or a little harsh or something like that and it just devastates you, you know. And then you get to a point where I really, I, you could probably hurt my feelings. You'd probably make me upset at this point before you would hurt my feelings. Um, I have had my feelings hurt by the best of them. <laughs> and you just kind of you don't you either get hard or you just you or you grow. And I think a lot of people instead of growing because um, they in, because there's such a self-centered thing going on that they just get hard toward other people instead of just growing past being offended. Um. So, but on our paper there, he talked a lot about. Um, something that I haven't heard in a long time but about sowing and reaping and about how the principle works no matter your heart condition uh, which is scary because we feel like we're being blessed a lot of times uh, you know if we if we give and we if we sow and we reap it really doesn't you know the harvest doesn't care about your heart condition so we look at everything as like everything is a, a, a this is just God blessing me because my heart is right or whatever. A lot of times it's just because of laws that God has put in place. God has put laws in place that just work. You put a seed in the ground, it comes up. You know? Um, and so, we, well, a lot of times I think that we misunderstand that and we think that, you know, that we're right. But um, what really it comes down to is what is the point of the harvest? I think that's uh, where where my heart has been really troubled lately. In all of this, uh, these lessons is what's the point of the harvest? What's the point of the result of using my gifts and multiplying my gifts and everything? Where is this leading? Where am I going? In a, am I going to end up just myself in a better place and myself stronger? Myself more? You know something else? You know. Or is this for the kingdom? And what does that look like? If God gave me a gift and I use it and I multiply it, He intended it to multiply the kingdom. And it's very, very easy. When God gives us something, it's so easy to begin to consume it. And um, so right there it says, what heart condition is needed for sowing to bring harvest? And I guess the answer is, it don't really matter. Your heart condition... See, the harvest is not the, harvest is not the end game. 
the end game is where the harvest goes and what the intent of the harvest is. So, it, I mean, it doesn't matter your heart condition. The law, the law of sowing and reaping works. That's the reason when you, you know, you think if somebody sows uh, discord and they reap strife in their life, that has nothing to do with their heart condition. That just has to do with their reaping what they've sowed. You know, we see that working believers and unbelievers. Whatever you sow, you reap. Um, we see plenty of people that aren't saved that are being blessed. We see people, the rain falls on just and unjust. Just and unjust, it doesn't matter. You know, we see plenty of people that, you know, Bill Gates is one of the richest men alive. And I don't think he's... I mean, you, you can't judge people. But, I mean, he's not known to be a believer. You know? And he is... He's invested and invested and he's reaped. And there's so many people like that. Um, and I see the people... You know, the people that preach hyper-prosperity messages. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm just like... Like what he was talking about. You know, if you give... You'll get, you know, and that's the number one motivation is consumption. Those people have private jets. It's working. You know what I'm saying? Um, I saw, a, 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 you should never watch these, but I, I did accidentally see a, uh, come across a, a video of someone confronting one of these people, like as they're coming out of the church. And, uh, and that person turned into a pile of mush when they were confronted. And they didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to react. They reacted very much in anger at first and then tried to recover. And it don't matter your heart. I actually didn't want to watch those. I didn't know. I, I, after I felt really bad, I felt bad. <laughs> Uh, you could have just told me about it. So, what heart condition is needed to bring increase to the kingdom through sowing and reaping? Now, that's the real, real big thing right here. It's not uh, what is needed to get an increase because if you sow, you'll reap. So that's not the point. The point is what heart condition is needed to bring increase to the kingdom through sowing and reaping. Um, did you know our most people's number one end game to prosperity is consumption? And once it's consumed, it's just an endless, bottomless pit. Once it's going and not only once it's consumed, it's gone. And you're the end all for everything that God was trying to do. It all ends in you. But enough is never enough. And if you've got children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The more they get, the more they want, and the more they think they deserve. And it's like, and everything's got to be better this Christmas than it was last Christmas. And, <laughs> and uh, so it's it's that consumption, and I think Proverbs has something to say about it. You know, there's uh, um, these many things that never say enough. You know, one of them's the grave, one of them's you know, no. and one of them is a child at Christmas. So no, it's not in Proverbs, but um, but it's a, a so the heart condition that's needed to bring increase to the kingdom is a self as a selfless heart. It's one that's number one goal is not consumption. So, next thing. What are my motives for increase? And that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where I am really being troubled right now. Through this whole process, I see... Um, Henry. See? <laughs> um, so, 
I see in my life this. Okay, 2016, we purchased the business. When I've, I've told you that we purchased our business in 2016 for $8,000. Um, all of the equipment, vehicles, everything that we, we got was worth way much more. It was a God thing. God set it up. It was prophetic. It was prophesied. Everything. We knew that this was God's plan. Um, that year, the year previous to that, I made $26,000 working for this company in a year with five kids. <laughs> um, and somehow, we made it. We paid our tithes. We paid our bills. We made it on that, on that, uh, on that $26,000. The following year, uh, we, we got the business in, in February 2016. That year, we gave exactly $26,000 in tithes and offering. We gave, that following year, we gave the same amount that we made the previous year. Because that was our heart. So, I'm going to be very unnoble in the next few minutes. The... That was our heart at the beginning. God has given us this for a reason. It was burning in us. We gave, we gave, we gave. Special speakers came through, we wrote checks. We were just like, you know, give it, give it, give it. And did you know, we never went without that year. That year, we were more blessed than we, were, we would e had ever been up to that point. So what happens? The following year, we didn't give that quite that much. Our income went up. Our sales went up. We gave a little bit less. The following year, our sales kept going up. We gave a little bit less. Um, this this past year, I'm just I'm just going to divulge this, not for the sake of anything, except just to let you see our heart. This last year, we or this year, I would say, uh, our sales are around six hundred. Going to be about six hundred fifty thousand dollars. We gave. So far this year, about seventeen thousand. Do the math on that. It's pathetic. So what's happened? We have literally consumed almost every penny over the years. Uh, we're at a point now where administration and facilities, vehicles, tools, salaries—it's just eat up. Everything is eat up. It's amazing how your heart shifts gradually. Um, we, we actually, that year, that first year, our sales were $76,000. That's sales. That's not profit. That's sales. Actually, we probably gave away more than our profit, but somehow we made money. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we've grown 10 to 20% every year, and our giving has gone down over the years. Um, and it's because we were very streamlined at the beginning. That was our motive. And so it's just like, well, hey, let's prepare for growth. Let's hire someone. Let's prepare for growth. Let's buy a building. Let's prepare for growth. Let's buy a new van. Let's, let's prepare for growth. Prepare for growth. Prepare for growth. And so I'm at a point right now where I believe that we have built something that God will increase. I believe that we can handle growth way beyond where we're at. 
And that, that's very true. If God, uh, and I believe that God is going to like tremendously bless us over the next few years and build upon the, all of this. Um, but is where's my heart going to be? Because we can continue to be more and more blessed and do less and less for the kingdom. And um, so this, this lesson this week has just been a, a flathead shovel to my face. Um, so anyway, so that's just um, me just... Um, so the next thing there is, so what, what are my motives for increase? Bigger barns and to take it easy or to provide for others. Um, man, that guy, you know when the guy in, that, in Luke, I'll, I'm just going to build bigger barns and take it back, eat, drink, and be merry? When he seems a little less like a villain and more like, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Something's wrong with my heart. Because when I read that story now, I'm like, what do you do wrong? You know? <laughs> what I, you know? Why can't I just kick back and take it easy and fill my barns up? <laughs> but his soul was required of him right. that night. And everything that he worked to consume got split up in courts, probably. The court probably decided where all that stuff went. It all dissipated. Nothing that he did. Hang on. Hey, how you doing? All right. I'm a little late. I apologize. No, you didn't. Nothing that he did had any eternal value. And that's the that's the thing that we we realize is we really want to prosper and we really want to eat, drink, and be merry. We really want to fill up our barn so we don't have to worry and take it easy. We work for that. But in the end, when we're done, it's done. And. God is looking to advance the kingdom. He's looking to flow through us and and do something through us that doesn't end with us. And I think someone like myself that gets very uh, inward in their thing in their end goal is very is very <laughs> is very small minded. You know, small vision. We live in a small world. And um, so I'm just praying, you know, that God would expand us to see more of what He wants to do. And, you know, it's not a, this isn't a, 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 a money thing. It's a gift thing, you know. And it, it, But I think that all of the principles, it's easy for us to talk about money. It's easy for us to talk about sowing and reaping money. But the principle is not, a, it's probably very little about money. It's more about our time and effort and our position of our heart and what God has given us to do. And are we doing it and, and you know, are, are we consuming everything upon our own lust or are we investing in the kingdom? Um, so, last question there is. What are you willing to give up for others? That's one of the things that he, one of the questions that he presented there was, uh, you know, <clears throat> what are you willing to give up for others? And so that's that consumption versus investing. How much? How much am I willing to give up that I would like to consume for others? So it always starts 
you know, you say, well, somebody, you know, wrote a big check, you know, they gave a lot of money, well, they can afford it. <laughs> well, that it didn't start that way for that person. I think the minute that we stop, it stops being a sacrifice, is when we stop... Um, when our is that's when our hearts start shifting. I mean, the the guy that keeps giving more and more and more, even though he can really afford it, even though he's he's still living well. I mean, if you did the math on that, fifteen percent of one hundred fifty thousand is what he lives on a month. That's not too bad. So, so if you're doing, uh, so at first God says, "I have two hundred dollars in my wallet," and God says, "Give it," and you say, "But that's all I got." And, and it's funny, the Holy Spirit's response was, I didn't ask you for more. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm not asking you to give 201, because I know you ain't got it. <laughs> um, but he's like, and so he gave and it hurt. But he didn't, he didn't walk away from that experience and say, now I can more take it easy. I can reap the blessing and I can coast for a while. He kept making it more sacrificial, kept upping his giving. And man, that's convicting. Um, because I really I really can get used to taking it easy. I really can get used to not having to worry. I can get used to just, if you want it, buy it. If you want to go there, go. You want to stay in that hotel? He was talking about he didn't have money. He didn't even have money for a hotel. I'm like, that was a lot of time. I didn't have money for a hotel. I didn't think I was poor. <laughs> but, uh, but so there's there's um, there's so many ways that once that once we begin to reap what we have sown, that our heart can shift. It's just. It's just you have to be a constant watchdog over your own heart mm-hmm. and over your own motives. And constant that's the reason, you know, fasting. I mean, in, in this time that uh, we were giving, I was fasting. I was getting up really early and praying. So I was sacrificing every part of my life. But at the same, you can look at how our giving has has... As, as income has come up and giving has slightly gone down, you can look, the same trend is, I obviously haven't been fasting either. I mean, you can look at me until 20 pounds ago I fasted. Um, I mean, so it's this, it's this sacrifice that we constantly have to um, live in. We have to dwell in a life of sacrifice. Um and really, what are we saying? We've come a sacrifice, you know. But really, what are we sacrificing? And what what are we sacrificing? It's not. We think of sacrificing because it's it's something that's required. We have to sacrifice. But nobody talks about it like we're actually trading one thing for another. So every every ounce of my flesh that I sacrifice. I reap in the kingdom. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so it says, "What are we willing to give up for others 
But let's add another layer to that. How much are we willing to increase to give more? And if we increase, will we give more? That's the real question. You know, we, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I really don't know. I could, you could preach it either way. You could say that uh, if you're not, if God knows your heart, and and if He's, if you're not uh, going to be able to handle it, He won't give it to you. We could preach it that way, or we can say the law works either way, and if you better be sure where your heart is when you get there, before you get there, or you're not going to be able to handle it. Um. So, anyway, um, so I, I wrote down there a couple of layers, uh, on a couple of levels here, and and y'all feel free to interrupt me, please. But <clears throat> there are people that that never have anything because they consume their seed. Y'all know there are countries where <clears throat> they've sent seed over to to try to revitalize these. Uh, different places that are in extreme poverty all over the world and they sent seed and what they've done is they were so hungry and so much so impoverished that they ate the seed mm. well they ate the seed and they never it, they never got to experience the life cycle that those seeds were intended to, pr- to produce in their life where if you plant a grain of corn it becomes you know three or four ears full of the same kernels that can be replanted and that multiplication that happens when you plant a seed they never were able to experience that because right now they were so hungry in this moment that they ate the seed. They couldn't they couldn't watch that seed in the ground for those months. They had to they had to fill their belly. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we see people, and maybe we are kind of like those people, um, but when God gives us seed, we consume it. When God gives us something that was intended to put in the ground, to reap a harvest with, we consume it and we never see that happen. And you know what? We're, we're hungry again and so suddenly what He's put in us is not self-sustaining. It's not harvest after harvest after harvest and growing and multiplying. It's where am I going to get my next meal from? Who's going to give me more seed? <laughs> you know? Um, when God has given us seed, He expects us to invest it, to plant it, and to see a harvest. So there's people that consume their seed. And then there's people that plant the seed and consume all of the harvest. And um, and the, 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 the difference in someone that consumes... All of the harvest. So I'm here. So basically, I'll be the wrath of the mother horn. The wrath of mother horn. I don't think that's what we're talking about at all. Uh, which would be within our one mind. No. Nah. No, I don't think that's where we're at. Thank you, though. The uh, so the people that consume all of their harvest. <laughs> people that consume all of their harvest. What ends up. Uh, happening is they still are left without seed. So someone that consumes all of their harvest, they're still uh, live without seed. I'm trying to get my head back where we're supposed to be. They, no, no. <laughs> um, so, let, so which one is better than the other one? 
you know, someone that consumes all of their seed and they never experience multiplication in their life. Some of you have experienced multiplication in their life, but they consume all of their harvest. Still, there's nothing left to show for it. Uh, and it comes down, really comes down to our heart issue. And that's what we were talking about at the beginning. Is the, the, the increase will come regardless of our heart issue. Regardless of our heart condition. But the kingdom will not benefit unless our heart is in the right place. Um, so consumption cannot be our number one goal. And I mean, and honestly, so a lot of times, I mean, I'm, my wife went and got, where's my burger? <laughs> my wife went and got me a, a garlic, butter, bacon, something, something. I mean, <laughs> so we know how to consume. I'm telling you what. I'm hungry. The best thing is something. Here's your bacon, butter, you know, <laughs> it's really good, actually. It is good. Sonic. I'll the best thing on the This will be. We, uh, when we lived in Kentucky, we lived close to a steak and shake. And they came out with the Wisconsin Butter Bacon Burger. It had butter on it. I'm like, how in the world do you make a bacon cheeseburger that even... I mean, you take a bacon cheeseburger and you make it twice as unhealthy? But man, if you ain't tried it, don't knock it. That is a good cheeseburger. In, in Salt Lake, there was a, a pub that made a chubby melt, they called it. Yeah. It's a half pound of burger between two grilled cheeses. <laughs> Aptly named. Aptly named. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying we know how to consume. Me, Leah, and I. <laughs> Leah and I are just now back this year. We're on a. And it's killing us. We are on a salary this year. And it is literally killing us. And that. Y'all, y'all, please feel sorry for no. <laughs> We're back on our salary. And you know what we used to do? I mean, we would we we would go to the finest restaurant and order the most expensive thing. That's beautiful. That's what we do. Loved every minute of it. There is some good food in the world. Jonah, we so we see Jonah Barber in all the places. Every time we go No. But but no. Once you. <laughs> It's all relative. It's all relative. So, but if we, uh, but, and now, I mean, look, I got a bag from Sonic sitting over there. But, uh, um, but anyway, I don't even know what the point was. Uh, but we get so used, what I'm saying is enough is never enough. When you start consuming, when consumption is your number one goal, there is not enough in the world to consume. You can talk to people who have everything. Mm-hmm. And you know why they're unhappy? Because it's just not enough. <laughs> you know what? Uh, what? What did? Uh, um, oh, who's the guy from Arkansas? The extremely wealthy guy from the fifties. Uh, one of the most wealthy people in the world at that time. Rockefeller. Rockefeller. I think it was Arkansas? Rockefeller that they asked how much is enough, and he said his answer was just a little bit more. Um, it's never. It's never enough. So anyway, this whole idea of investing versus consumption. We live in a society that does not understand, as a most part, we don't understand investing. We don't understand that if we give it up now, we'll get more later. 
We just understand, I've got, man, I was in I was in Murphy on the way here, and there was a guy that looked like he was dressed nice. I mean, he, he looked like he had it all together, and he was trying to pay for a bag of Cheetos and didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. He didn't have enough on his, on his card to buy his Cheetos, and he was trying to work it out how he could get these Cheetos. Hey, Miss Taylor. You need but he was trying to worry how to buy, how to buy his Cheetos, and it was just like, I think if I had, you know, if I had a couple dollars to my name, you know, you, you make these judgments about people, don't you? Y'all do it too. Y'all joke. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and I'm just thinking, I'm waiting in line, you know, while he's trying to to get these Cheetos. He walked around back trying to talk to her about getting the Cheetos, and I'm just like, Cheetos, really? You know, I mean, they got some healthy options. You know, something will sustain you. Them Cheetos going to be gone, man. Um, anyway. They're going to be good. <laughs> but it's just like, I got two bucks. I'm going to get some Cheetos. You know, I got two more bucks. I'm going to get some, you know. And it's just this, I, we have this consumption mentality. And we bring that into our walk with God. We bring that into our walk with God in that if I have something, I consume it. If I have something, I consume it. Instead of investing in... <clears throat> And this is the conversation that Anne Marie and I were having on the way here because she's just like, I want, I want, I want, I want. They've got a horse. Why can't I have a horse? <laughs> and uh, Miss Doris has a turtle. Why can't I have a turtle? No, she has a turtle. No. Not getting the horse. We all have a turtle, Miss Doris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like, you know, and, and it's just like, they have this. Why can't I have that? It's not fair. You know, all this stuff. You know, and so we were having this discussion about. This is a hard issue. This is a hard issue. We've got to deal with this now because this is going to get very difficult in adulthood. When you get to adulthood with this this mindset and this attitude, it's going to get very rough very quick. And your and happiness will elude you. You will never be happy. Um, so, and it's not, you know, so how much is enough? Just a little bit more. It's because when our, when our number one is consumption, which basically our number one is ourself, then we are a, we are a bottomless pit of desire. We are you know you cannot feed that animal enough, that wolf enough. He will just want more and more and more and more. But it's amazing in that desire to be, and that's what I was trying to tell him. Right in that struggle, that desire to be happy, when we shift and we start focusing on other people. We begin to use what God has given us to bless other people, to increase other people, and all of this stuff. I mean, it's amazing how we suddenly find ourselves content, find ourselves happy, find ourselves in this position that we never could attain with any amount of struggle. No matter how much we struggle, we cannot get to the place that we automatically find ourselves if we just shift our focus. And so God has designed us to be outwardly focused people. And it's very difficult in this society. Because it's just like every commercial. It just, yes, ma'am, I see. In two weeks, I turned 69. And Keith was saying, What do you want? And and I thought about it later and I thought, I'm happy just to be alive. (laughs) So many of my family that's gone. They didn't live to be this age. So just to be able to walk around and know I can drive and come, 
little things mean so much more now. But it's like what you said, it's like the person who has it, they want what they can't have. It's like it's always out of their reach, they want more. If I, I want that, even if I can't have it, that, then I want it more, whether I need it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many, you know, you look, you know, you could probably do the numbers and you could probably say, okay, well, everybody that is financially successful, you know, they've had this education or they've come from this background or most of, you know, most of them, and really, if you go deeper in it, probably what you'll find is the people that were exposed to something bigger and, and where they could see that investment comes around and pays off in the long run. Those are the people that are financially successful. It had nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with education background. It has to do with what you're exposed to. It has to do with, what, with how you're allowing, uh, how big you're allowing your world to be, and what you're able to see. Because honestly, if I'm consuming seed, my world is this big. I mean, it's like my world is when I'm done with this, I'm done. And where am I going to get my next meal? Um, but if I can see that, you know. Um, something longer term and I can see that if I invest then I'll reap a harvest and then I can invest again you know and that's the whole that's the whole parable of the um, the talents right there you know they invested every harvest and God increased them invested more into them by the way Leah's fixed turn 40 yeah yeah over the hill what you mean to make it? We're like the same age. Okay. How can you be old? Okay. How can you be old here with my my old child about your age? <laughs> so, um, just a very just a very interesting, you know, this no, whole grandma now. So. This whole process and this whole journey that we've taken, you know, this is lesson nine of twelve. So we're almost done with this series. This whole journey that we've taken, you know, is less it's not what I thought it would be. I thought it would be about strategy to multiply. I didn't know it would be about self sacrifice. I didn't know it would be about Examining your heart motive to make sure that you're putting others first instead of yourself. You know, um, I didn't know we were going to hear a story about a guy who gives away ninety percent of his income. Because I hear those stories, and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll just be, to be very honest. My heart doesn't say, oh, "I wish I could do that." I mean, God said ten percent, right? I mean, that's. But, uh, and I, you know, and so it's amazing. And I wonder if, now here's something interesting. Here's a, here's a what if. What if one year he decided that he was going to reverse it and he was just going to pay his tithes and fulfill his requirement because that's all God said in his word that he's required. And he's just going to pay his tithes and he's going to live like, I mean, he's going to buy a jet like the, like the, like the adventure suit. He's going to buy a jet. He's going to live in a big mansion on the beach. Because I would, honestly, I see those pictures of those mansions in Europe on the beach, overlooking the beach. 
man, that would be like heaven, I think, to have a house like that. So, um, anyway, and he does all that. Would he continue to be as blessed? I probably. I don't know. Maybe. But how much impact would he have for eternity? How much impact would he have on the kingdom? And really, honestly, if it's not enough to say that, we can go to the place where we say, what is he going to be accountable for in the end? Because that's that's really, you know, if we can't listen to reason and when when uh, we say, if we don't get excited about increasing the kingdom of God, if we don't get excited about that, then okay, well, it, here's here's something you can you can really latch a hold of. You're going to be accountable one day, yeah. you know. Because my kids sometimes they'll they'll sometimes they'll respond to reward. Sometimes they just need a spanking. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes we can bribe them to do better, but sometimes it's just like okay, we're just going to deal with this. And so you know, one day we'll be accountable. And, you, know, you know, and the and the judgment. Did you know that everybody? that receives a reward is judged. So, let me let me say it this way. Judgment is not a bad connotation. You can be judged right. You can be judged to receive reward. Or you can be judged negative. So it's a neutral thing. It's just like, I'm going to weigh the scales right now. That's a judgment. So, yes, you were faithful. I judge you with a reward. You know what I'm saying? So we read judgment. Everything bad I've ever done or whatever. No, judgment is... There's reward involved in judgment. And that's another lesson that John Bevere teaches. But, um, but anyway, anybody have anything else to add? I got... I got I Go ahead, Mr. Uh, you Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Susan. Said, what are you going to do with that Take it home, still give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch this head, she's going to come up out of the street. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, Danny said, Donna says, she go, I'm, I'm going to have to wait on that quilt for Christmas. Why do you got to wait for Christmas to give a quilt to her? <laughs> 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 That's it more special. You get a quilt to her once she's still in <laughs> But she wants to wait till I come home. I said, Why didn't you wait till I come home? I knew it was going to be that. Don't give it to her for Christmas. I might as well kick it myself. <laughs> How many of you in here have already decorated for Christmas? It's in the trunk. Because y'all know, y'all know it ain't nowhere near Thanksgiving, right? Well, it's near. It's near Thanksgiving. We started, we started decorating on Halloween. Really? Y'all, yeah, I have no, never done we, this we, before. If you think you're that's the kind of year it's been, I'm just we saying. Are with you. We have never done this before. But it's just like, we can decorate whenever we want. Let's start decorating. <laughs> yeah, we, our Christmas lights stayed up all year round. My kids got us on that. Our Christmas lights never hang down. We can even plug in. We are now those people. <laughs> and we live on a major major thoroughfare. Everybody's leaving. They know where we live. They know it's us. But we got a, we got our tree up. We got I mean we we're decorating it. I mean because I, we just need Christmas. 
<laughs> we'll be thankful on Thanksgiving, but we need some Christmas. We need it. That's right. All right. That's great. I think everybody's just moving. Anybody have anything else to add? I'll decorate tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean? Was your birthday? Yes. Yeah. Aww, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can keep that, then as you get older, that's going to be very useful. <laughs> you don't look like you do. <laughs> uh, you look your age. So, <laughs> anybody else? Season of birthdays. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity just to um, just to be just to be in your word, Lord, just to hear the teaching of your word, and just to have a time just to focus on deeper things uh, that are found in you and in what you intend for us. Lord, we want to go deeper. Lord, we don't want to be people of uh, self-consumption. Lord, we want to be people that invest in the kingdom. We want to be people that see everything that comes into our life as an opportunity to grow and to be a blessing and to increase and to expand what you're doing on the earth. Lord, turn our heart toward you. Turn our heart toward the kingdom and away from uh, our own desires. Lord, we just want to impact this world for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.